Welcome to Just Friends, the podcast where a married couple who has celebrated at least a dozen Valentine's Days together now watches Friends together. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Over a dozen, like, uh, I don't know, 15? Yeah. Valentine's? I'd have to... More than a baker's dozen. More than a baker's dozen, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd have to sit down and count them all. However you measure your dozens, we're... We're exceeding it. We've exceeded all dozen measurements. Friends. How many of us have them? Friends. Ones we can depend on. Friends. My favorite way to celebrate Valentine's Day is to go to a sushi place. It's like the one time of year where I know that we're going to get sushi and I can pretty much pick out any sushi place that I want to go to. And do you remember we when we went to the sushi place that used to be out in Forest Hills, mm-hmm. the little place? Sushi Yasu. We used to do we did that for like three Valentine's Days in a row, I think. Yeah. And every single year, it was always us, and then the other couples were all white men and Japanese women. They were all Jewish men and yes. Asian women. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like exclusively. Yeah. It was like the spot for Jewish Asian relationships. Yeah. It always uh, it made me feel a little weird. Like, we were definitely the odd couple out. I mean, maybe you could pass as Jewish, but there's no way that I'm passing as Japanese. No. Yeah. But, you know, we made it work. <laughs> anyway, this is episode, season one, episode 14 of Just Friends. And also of Friends. And this week we watched The One with the Candy Hearts, which is why I made the intro Valentine's Day themed. Do you think that they planned it to have the 14th episode be Cute. the Valentine's Day episode? I don't know. That was just a coincidence. No, I'm not sure. It kind of, it could go either way because it kind of fits with the rhythm of when shows come back. You know, they start to come back near the end of January. And I think this is the second episode back. Back from what? From, from the oh, break. The, oh, the holiday break. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe. I'll have to check the air date. But Yeah. <laughs> either way, it worked out for them. <laughs> Super cute. In this episode, I actually wrote that it's similar to New Year's. That's what I thought originally, where they would have a common theme and the common theme is Valentine's Day. And it's all about people trying to get dates for Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Turned out that's a little bit true, but also not true. They yeah, split not up. really. Yeah. Yeah. They split up the groups. And I think the way that this works out is that the A plot is Joey and Chandler's double date. The B plot is Ross's date with his neighbor mm-hmm. the c-plot is monica rachel and phoebe going in and the boyfriend bonfire getting rid of all their boyfriend stuff yeah yeah so uh let's get into the a-plot well i wanted to talk about the, the little intro in the beginning which i mm-hmm. guess sort of sets up i mean the whole thing like they're talking about valentine's day ross is uh yep. trying to find that's when he approaches his uh neighbor mm-hmm. or building mate whatever <laughs> building um, mate. <laughs> and i didn't know that he was wearing what i believe has been the most tasteful suit in the entire oh. se- series thus far it wasn't uh like down to his knees it wasn't some bizarre cut it was what by today's standards seemed like a sort of a normal straightforward suit the tie was a little funky like it was made out of some weird fabric but it was otherwise it was a very normal suit and i was shocked by how Unbizarre his suit was. <laughs> you know, we should start taking screenshots from the episodes and putting them on our Instagram of our favorite, you know, like the outfits that we like. So that way people can yeah. uh, put the whole thing together. Just, this is just what this podcast needs more copyright infringement. 
Yeah, so people know that I'm not just making this up. <laughs> I mean, we can talk about that instead. So the well, I just, just want to make sure that didn't pass unnoticed because <laughs> it was in the intro. So in the beginning, uh, Ross is talking about how his neighbor is sitting over there at the counter. He's talking with Joey and Chandler. And he's saying, oh, she doesn't even know who I am. I borrowed an egg for her, from her one time and never gave it back, which is, you know. Well, did he say he never gave it back? He just said he borrowed an egg. I don't think he said he never. Oh, okay. Well, whatever. It was Joey's idea to Give. order an uncracked, <laughs> yeah. uncooked egg. Which I don't think that they could serve you in New York City. Um, I, I mean, one, I don't know. And it's definitely not out of their Like, what do you charge someone? The waitress didn't even. She's just like, all right, I'll be right back. Yeah. 75 cents. <laughs> no big deal. Uh, yeah, but to order the uncracked, uncooked egg and have Ross use that as an in and saying like, oh, here's, I'm going to pay you back for that egg. Yeah. Which is actually... It's a decent idea. Decent idea. I thought so. Yeah. When Joey came up with they it. And of course, it was... Joey has the best idea, you know, yeah, for how well, to pick up ladies. He's clearly, you know, the trim expert <laughs> well, among the crew. It's amazing to me. It doesn't, it doesn't really hold true to me that Joey should have the best lines. That feels more like a Chandler thing because Joey, he doesn't need any good lines. All he needs is a turtleneck and some swoopy <laughs> hair. And he yeah, can it, just go up and get whatever trim he wants. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, they, Chandler and Joey thought it was a bad plan. I mean, it did work and I thought it was a good idea. I think only Chandler <laughs> thought it was a bad plan. Uh, no, because... No, they both did. No, because Chandler, after Ross walks away, he goes to Joey. He's like, oh, what do you think's going to happen? He's like, oh, he's a dead man. He's got an egg or something. I thought Chandler said that. She's right. Well, either way. But well, Joey clearly was like, you know, skeptical. Yeah. Like, what do you think? Like, that seemed like a bad idea. <laughs> I mean, I guess the other thing is Joey pulls that move versus Ross pulling that move. You know, who who's the better egg man? Probably Joey. <laughs> Yeah, well, because, you know, it doesn't matter what he's, yeah. <laughs> what he's holding. So the egg plot ends up working, or the mm -hmm. egg idea, where Ross comes back and he's like, oh, she said yes. He's asking her out for Valentine's, I guess. Um, this is another thing where... A great first date idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. This is another thing where friends, everybody needs to have a date on certain nights. Saturday, you have to have a date. Major mm. events, you have to have a date. Otherwise, you might as well yeah. just be dead. New Year's, you got to be smooching someone. <laughs> yeah. So he goes, hugs Chandler, and then you hear the egg crack, of course. Mm -hmm. So Ruining his tasteful suit. <laughs> it was on the inside, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure, you know, it's going to seep through. Also, why did he put the egg? He was like, all in right, I'm pocket. done with this egg. I'm <laughs> putting it in my pocket. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. The moment had to happen. Let's jump into Joey and Chandler double date. They start talking about how Chandler wants to back out of it. Joey says, no, like my, the girl that I am going with only agreed to do this if I told her that I was bringing a friend for her friend. And then they agreed the friend sounds like a total dumpster fire, real mess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she was a uh, like pathetic mess. I know, but desperate and uh, some pathetic or something. Yeah. I don't remember what it was, but yeah, didn't sound good. No. And Chandler... He agreed to go on the date. Uh, this, I think, sets up the best zingers for the episode. Joey and Chandler together. They're the funniest duo. Mm -hmm. Always. Yeah. You know. Whether they be shopping for a table or going on a double date together, I always like it when they're matched up. Yeah. Yeah. They usually, when they yeah. get together, you know, they, they bro out. They do stupid stuff. You know, they razz each other. Yeah. So Joey asks, hey. Uh, How do I look? Oh, um, I don't care. <laughs> Yeah, that was a good one. Well, jo Joey's uh, trying to check himself out in the blade of a mm -hmm. butter knife or something. 
So then the dates show up. I also liked the girl, um, Joey's date, shows up. And the first thing that she says... Yeah, I don't remember. Uh, The first thing that she says is she wants to wash the taxi smell off her hands. So... (laughs) (laughs) Which I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, it gets just on your hands. Yeah. (laughs) Um, If anything, your clothes and your hair are really going to be what holds the taxi smell whatever that smell is i'm trying I mean, to back in the 90s maybe they were still allowed to smoke in the cabs i don't know i don't know the... whatever he had for lunch yeah yeah <laughs> and she says can you order white zinfandel or something for me and a, a red, red wine for janice yeah and Jan- chandler immediately starts you know like, melting janice. down and, yeah he's like no and joe's like no it can't be the same janice <laughs> of course it is the same janice that we've met multiple times this season including on New Year's. So I thought it was pretty funny that I wrote, oh, it's similar to New Year's, and look at mm-hmm. who it is. Janice shows up again. Yeah, I did like that twist. I'm glad that that's how it worked out mm-hmm. in this episode. <laughs> so Chandler's freaking out. They are in the bathroom where we learn that Joey can't pee while stressed out mm-hmm. or thinking maybe too much. I'm not exactly sure what it was. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was unclear. <laughs> Plus, I mean, he was in that little closet thing, yeah, peeing, what? and he was like so far, I don't know what the situation was in the bathroom there um or why i guess chandler was just there to talk yeah <laughs> not not well he must have he must have gone to the bathroom as well mm-hmm. because you recall that later on he comes out and his shirt has been tucked oh through his true. zipper hole the entire time mm-hmm. so at some point i guess it was off screen they don't have to show us everyone peeing i'll trust that people pee sure yeah <laughs> they're, they're human <laughs> there is um a fairly erotic painting in the men's bathroom i don't know if you saw that no, I mean, I remember that there was some sort of art on the wall. I didn't register it. What was it? It just looked like a couple of people stand up banging. Stand up banging? Mm-hmm. I'll have to go back and we'll have to screenshot this for the Instagram account. <laughs> Seems a little, ris- a little risque. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Joey's like, whatever, just get through it. They go mm-hmm. back out there and Chandler... Chandless. Chandless? Uh, Chandler and Janice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, whatever. I'm not even going to go down Chandler. Chandler. (laughs) They're sitting pretty far apart, obviously looking pretty angry at each other. Mm -hmm. I think Chandler says, or Janice says that she has cut Chandler out of every single one of her pictures. So now she has a bag of Chandler heads. And he can have them back. (laughs) If he wants to use them in his puppet theater of pain or something. You know, you could make little puppets out of them and you could use them in your theater of cruelty. Yeah. Something like that. And he's <laughs> which, like, no thanks, I'm good. <laughs> which I thought was pretty amazing. I mean, first of all, keeping all the heads, that mm-hmm. shows that, you know, it's not totally over. It's true, yeah. Why Why keep them in a bag? Mm-hmm. And why all? only cut out the head? Why not just cut him out? So you don't, like, ruin the whole composition of the photo? I assume. You know, because otherwise it's going to, you know, be like part of a hand or something. Lose the whole half of the photo. Then you maybe you can put someone else's head in there. True. Not weird at all. No. It's totally fine. <laughs> While they're having this discussion, I did like that Joey, Joey and whomever. L name. <laughs> L name. Lorraine. Are having their own discussion. And she is saying ever since she was a kid, she could pick up quarters with her feet. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Joey's like, oh, rolls or single quarters? Well, well then he's like, oh, he's like, oh, really? And then he like, you know surprise sort of recoils back he goes like oh you mean like uh coins or rolls of quarters <laughs> i was like oh, a foot job joke 
<laughs> I didn't really get it. I was like, well, oh. it's definitely the roll his dick. Okay, but that she's that she's rubbing her foot on his dick, and he's like, oh, could you grab? Oh, really? That was over your head. I thought that they were just making conversation. No, that's that's why he's sort of like is like you know he's sort of surprised, oh. jumps back a little, and he's like, whoa, is it coins or rolls? Because she was obviously gotcha. rubbing his dick with her foot. Hmm. And that's why he suddenly says that they have to go so quickly. Well, then she was whispering other things into his ears. And that's yeah, what she but said. she's like, this is the first indicator, I guess, that she's yeah. ready to go. Yeah, that was very clear that she was, you know, ready to go. <laughs> I can't believe that that was, uh, you missed a, Whatever, a foot Chris, job joke. That's what this podcast is about. It's about learning. everyone learning <laughs> and getting foot job jokes. You gotta up your, your innuendo game. First of all, I don't, like, blame myself here. If Joey's dick is like a roll of quarters, then... I feel like I've used a roll of change as a euphemism for my dick in real life. You use, like, coin sack as a euphemism for your balls. Uh, but I've also used roll of, of quarters, or whatever coin I may have thought of at the time. I don't think so. Sacagaweas. <laughs> Sacagaweas. <laughs> <laughs> a roll of uh, JFKs. A roll of, yeah, all 50 state quarters. <laughs> Yeah, if anything, uh, they're more dimes. Dimes? Yeah, that's what your role is. Thank you. <laughs> I'll take it. So anyway, foot job joke. Well, I'm glad I brought that up then. It was just I was just going to say, what a weird line of conversation to be having. Yeah, I wrote roll of quarters FJ joke. <laughs> and to make sure we got that in. I was also good at picking up things with my feet as a child, so maybe that's why I didn't think of it that way. You know, because I have super long toes. We should cut this. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think that that was just like throwaway dialogue at the time? I thought it was just, just to show that they about... were like struggling to make conversation while Janice and Chandler are obviously being <laughs> like antagonistic. All right, I don't know. We were watching two different episodes then. <laughs> now I'm wondering what other foot job jokes or sexual innuendos have I missed out on? Because I like to think of myself as pretty on top of that stuff. Yeah, I'll have to, I'll point them out all the time now. Thank you. And make sure we do it in person, too. So if somebody makes a joke that's like a double entendre, please let me know. Mm -hmm. Like I said, Joey comes over to Chandler and he says, all right, we've, we've got to leave. She's ready to go. Yeah, she's ready to go. And Chandler, he's like, you know, please don't go. Please, you can't do this to me. And Joey waffles a little bit, but then... She says that she's going to lick stuff off of his body. Yeah, slather him in something, something sweet. Or... Yeah, and he's like, I don't even know what slather means, but I know I want to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's about to go back to the table, but then she orders three chocolate mousse to go. <laughs> yeah. And, and Is that the plural of uh, the dessert? Is it still just like mousse the word? Well, mousse is a French word, so how do they pluralize stuff in French? Yeah, but like if mousse. we were talking about like multiple of them, you would just say moose. Like, is it three mooses? Well, chocolate mooses? No. <laughs> I mean, are we only doing that though because we don't pluralize moose the animal? Well, that's why I said it three chocolate moose the yeah. first time. But then I realized I don't talk about plural. I think it's moussé. <laughs> chocolate moussé. Yeah. She orders three chocolate moussé <laughs> to go. And then he's like, oh, you know, then he can't turn it down. Yeah. And he has to go. Yeah. He's now figured out what slathering means, and he's into it. <laughs> yeah. So he leaves Chandler with his credit card, and Chandler goes back to the table, and Janice and him are like, oh, what great friends we have. Mm-hmm. And 
Chandler goes, Joey's not even a friend. He's a very dumb man who's left me with his credit card. Mm. Now, I don't get the idea that Joey would have a super high credit limit on this credit card. Yeah, hopefully enough to pay for a dinner, even a fancy dinner. But then they like order a, the less two... Less than a $1,000 credit limit? Yes. <laughs> he has, like, no job, no, like, stable income. I don't, you know. Whenever it was the Royer 90s, everyone had yeah. credit limits up to, you know, <laughs> That's the true. And they order two of the most overpriced bottles of champagne that the mm-hmm. restaurant offers, and plus a Rob Roy. I don't know what that is. Me neither. And Chandler said he that didn't he, know either. Yeah. yeah, he ordered it because he's always wondered. I assume it's like a dessert or something. No, uh-huh. I thought it was like a whiskey drink. Oh, oh, like a cocktail. He's ordering more drinks. Yeah, which is, I mean, we've done that before. You know, you order a cocktail while you wait for the bottle of wine to come. Yeah. This is exactly why we're doing dredging right now. Yeah, I mean, I would never order two bottles of champagne for a two-person. Unless I was gonna maybe. Or the long haul, not two at once. Yeah, I mean, well, the other thing is, now you have to keep two chilled. It's going to look ridiculous. It's true, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Rob Roy is a cocktail consisting primarily of whiskey and vermouth. So, like a Manhattan, I guess? Like a shittier Manhattan? Yeah, a shitty Manhattan. Yeah, that would have been a good... We'll have to. We'll edit this out and punch in the robot. Yeah. Inter- um, invented in 1894 by a bartender in the Waldorf Astoria. Who didn't have all the ingredients for a Manhattan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they didn't have a cherry. <laughs> Well, uh, or bitters. Yeah. Yeah, that is just like a a two-ingredient Manhattan. And, I mean, vermouth, for me, is the worst part of the Manhattan. Vermouth is the worst part. I'd rather have just the Manhattan and the bitters and the cherry. And the whiskey or bourbon or whatever. Yeah. A little, just a little bourbon. bit of vermouth. Yeah. I don't want more vermouth. I guess, actually, that could stuff. be the difference. So whiskey versus bourbon, because bourbon is always in Manhattan. Whiskey could be many things. I mean... Not that many things. I wish we weren't doing dry January. I'd go down the street and get a Rob Roy right now. If I wonder if how many people know that. That seems like a, da- a very dated <laughs> drink. Maybe the Irish bartenders who've been around maybe like, the cocktail we, world a lot. Maybe if know. we went to the Waldorf Astoria. All right. So uh, he gets that, of course, cut to Janice and Chandler in bed together. Chandler's room does look a little more grown up. I noticed a few less toys behind his bed and a few more books. Yeah, yeah. I guess they didn't really like give a wide shot of it. Yeah. So it's hard Mork to see. was gone. Yeah, yeah. They didn't have quite as much uh, yeah. like child tchotchke nonsense. And his sheets were like, uh, you know, a neutral tone, mm-hmm. not like I don't know race cars or whatever was on them before. Yeah, yeah. So you know he's grown up a little, and of course Chandler is shocked to see this. And Janice is looking lovingly at him. If you've ever seen a TV show where somebody is surprised to be in bed with somebody else, it's pretty much this. Mm-hmm. Nothing innovative here. <laughs> yeah, they didn't break any new ground. <laughs> yeah. Chandler is trying to get Janice out of the apartment. And she's like, oh, I love you. You know, give me kisses. Making all sorts of noise in her very nasally voice. Mm-hmm. You want to give it a shot? I think I've done it before. Maybe I'll give it a shot now then. Yeah, you can do it. Okay. I love you, Chandler. <laughs> yeah, it's more like, like Chandler. Chandler. Yeah, you need to have that, you know, that the, the er mm-hmm. can't be Chandler. Not Chandler. Yeah, Chandler. Give me a kiss, Chandler. <laughs> kiss me. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, hi, Rachel. Oh, look hi, Monica. Oh, yeah. look who it is. Yeah, and then she basically runs into everybody on her way out. Well, of the I apartment. mean, now they're trying to make it. So she first runs into Monica, who is grabbing the New York Times, which I thought was interesting. Do if you get the New York Times delivered in Manhattan, do they go to every apartment inside? Uh, I wouldn't think so. Yeah, me neither. Maybe. I feel like it's just a 
a ploy to get Monica to come outside of her apartment. And she's wearing that great smoking jacket uh, robe Mm -hmm. that I think Rachel wore it once before, but second time it's been in the um, show. show. (laughs) Yeah, series. (laughs) And if you're looking for a gift for me, I would love that robe. You have so many. I have only one robe, and that's more of a post-shower lounge robe. Because it's like terror. That's for like wake up and walk around the apartment robe. All right. Fine. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Consider it done. <laughs> Got your anniversary gift all planned out. <laughs> but then she calls over Rachel. She calls Rachel. She's and, like, Rachel, uh, get out here. And then Joey walks in. Rachel, I think, or Monica calls Ross on yeah. the phone. Everyone. Yeah. She's like, oh, I want to someone to say hi to you. It's pretty, pretty good. Yeah, scene. that was pretty funny. Yeah, pretty funny. Ross knows it's Janice immediately by. He's like, oh, she's like, oh, how'd you know it was me? <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah, that was, uh, that was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. So now let's go back to Ross's date. So Ross goes out to some, or do you have anything else to say before we get to, you know, what happens in the second part with Janice? Do you have anything else you want to add? Um, about the, about which plot? Uh, Joey and Chandler double date. Oh, um, in the very beginning when Chandler's trying to back out in the coffee shop, um, and Joey's talking, telling Chandler, he's like, Chandler's like, oh, like she sounds like a real mess. And he's like, yeah, but she's like, she's desperate, you know, whatever. She's like, she's probably like a sure thing. Like he, you know, Mm -hmm. you can do it. You can come and bang her. Um, and Rachel takes offense to this and throws a roll at Joey's back and he picks it up. He's like, oh, thank you. And then they (laughs) cut to like Rachel to show her like furrowing her brow or something and they cut back to Joey and he all he immediately only has like a tiny one bite nub of this giant roll that he had <laughs> he's he, already scarfed it down yeah he'd immediately eaten the roll and then <laughs> so um, it's just a, a bizarre continuity error where his roll suddenly went from like a whole roll to a little nub immediately um but you know yeah that's pretty You've got to work with the takes that you I have. mean, is it possible that Joey just, you know, sho- <laughs> shoveled the whole <laughs> thing down? Yeah. It would have been uh, probably physically impossible to swallow that much bread in such a short amount of time. <laughs> so so b- both of our cats have joined us. They don't really get along. So yeah. that was Morty yelling at Lil G. All right. It's a classic race war. <laughs> yeah. Morty's black and Lil G is... Morty's brown. Peachy tan. Oh, yeah, she's black and brown. Mm-hmm. Lil G is more entitled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the like the white man he is. Yeah, Morty comes up with a spot, and then later Lil G will bully her out of it and, uh, you know, take it over. It's gentrification right in our own home. Uh, going back to Ross's egg plot. So now he goes out to some Benihana-type restaurant with his so, I thought Benihana was like a chain, like the name called Benihana. Or was that like a generic term at some point before uh, the chain? Well, I was referring to the chain. Yeah. Well, you said some Benihana type. It was called Benihana. Oh, it was Benihana. Yeah, on the outside, Oh, I didn't even realize that it was Benihana. Yeah, it said, like, Benihana, uh, whatever. Okay, so he goes to actual Benihana. Yeah. Some sponsored advertising, yeah. I like guess. Benihana Hibachi Steakhouse. The yeah. branding looked different. I don't know if it was well, before it's... they blew up and became... I don't know when Benihana took over the, the Hibachi market. <laughs> we'll punch in the computer. Benihana was founded in 1964 in New York City. Ross is wearing a an outfit that is not what I would consider an appropriate dinner date outfit. He looks like a little boy going to church. I don't know yeah. if you noticed that. He has like some suit jacket and I don't know my suit cuts, but the top button is way too high for an adult man. 
Yeah. And then he's got like a tie. He doesn't appear to have it, you know, casually unbuttoned. It's like a suit jacket. Like, yeah. And when, when you're not sitting, a dinner jacket. When you're sitting down, I mean, certainly like a casual date thing, you should unbutton your jacket. Like, yeah. He's not like a TV personality. They always keep their jackets buttoned yeah. sitting down for some reason. But um, if, yeah, if you're on like a casual date, I wouldn't keep my jacket. Certainly not one that buttons up that high. Yeah, plus like the way that she was dressed versus how he was dressed. Although maybe it's to underscore that this is Ross's first date in nine years. So it's like he doesn't really know how to behave. Maybe. I mean, they just make them wear bizarre suits in the show all the time. So. I think it might be the latter or the yeah. former, actually. Maybe. Yeah. They didn't really make any jokes about it. Maybe it's just some... It's just there. Some subtle wardrobe uh, yeah. humor. Whoever was doing it was like, this. this will be... Mm-hmm. People will get it. Yeah, especially because everyone else there is dressed appropriately for Benihana, I would mm-hmm. say. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Ross and his date, again, this is his neighbor who he gave the egg back to, or gave an egg to. They... Was, was her name like Katie or something? Or Kate? Something? Yeah, I don't yeah. remember. K. <laughs> K name. So after Ross and his date, neighbor, sit down... Carol and Susan appear at the Benihana as well, at the other end of the hibachi table. If you've been to a Benihana, then you know that it's a big grill and there's someone, a Japanese person, hopefully, in a chef's hat, (laughs) chopping things up and flipping them around in front of you. And you and a bunch of other strangers all sit around the same grill. Yeah, it's like eight seats or something around the same hibachi grill. Yeah, and, you know, you all watch the show together and eat food together. He fling, um, they fling pieces of food at you. You got to catch them. Mm-hmm. Which Ross did mm-hmm. expertly. Yeah. He even leaned in. He catches a, it looks like a little shrimp and mm-hmm. then immediately spit it out because it was too hot for his little baby <laughs> tummy. <laughs> but it looks like a legitimate catch. Oh, yeah. I mean, I wonder how many takes it took. I know, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I wish they had outtakes. I mean, maybe I got mean a, if a... we get the friends, you know, Courtney, my friend, uh, she actually has, she offered us the friends DVDs. Oh, we don't have anything that plays discs <laughs> oh right get a dvd player first <laughs> yeah hook it up and we'll figure out how to plug it in yeah, this is a lot of work what channel the... do dvd players play on now i gotta hook it up to the stereo receiver to get the sound working no uh, yeah not worth okay it. whatever we'll just have to ask her for the outtakes <laughs> <laughs> yeah we could just rip the outtakes somewhere Ross obviously is a little flustered by seeing Carol and Susan there. And the way that they reveal the whole thing is pretty funny. He's explaining to his date. She's like, oh, who's that? And he's like, oh, that's my ex-wife and her very close friend that she's touching. And she's like, oh, do you mean her lover? Which is a little, I think, demeaning, but partner is probably acceptable. Yeah, I mean, she doesn't know that, though. Yeah, that's true. And then she's like, oh, is there anything else that I should know? And he goes, oh, no, that's it. And then Carol takes off her jacket and reveals that she's supremely very, pregnant now. Very pregnant, yeah. yeah. And Ross says, oh, right, and she is also carrying my baby, but that's it. <laughs> She's like, I always forget that. I always forget that part. Yeah. <laughs> so then they're just going through their date. Ross catches the shrimp. You know, they're talking. Uh, Susan has to leave. I don't know what she Susan's job is. She called into work? It sounded yeah. like something, like a, she said, like the shoot? Film? So I don't know, yeah, yeah, something with like a... Yeah, they're like, oh, because Carol says, oh, I thought they could film that part without you. Shoot yeah. that part. Yeah, something about in the yeah. film production business. Yeah. But whatever. And Susan leaves her at Valentine's Day, which is kind of a dick move. I mean, who's filming at Valentine's Day at night? You know, that's crazy. Yeah, but... or at least be like, I'll be there and 
two hours. I don't mm-hmm. know. Make something up. Like, yeah. I'm up in Westchester. I don't know. <laughs> something. <laughs> yeah. Ross, during this time, he's watching this whole thing go down and his neighbor is describing what she does. And this is where I thought that they actually had something in common because they toned down her voice so you can't really hear what she's saying and you're focusing mostly on the Carol and Susan Mm -hmm. plot. And she ends up with, and it's funny that I'm teaching science now because that wasn't even my major. And you remember that when Ross was babbling on to his future child that he was saying that he only, you know, he didn't even know what he wanted to do and he ended up doing this because whatever, like he just like lucked into it or something. It wasn't like his main focus, what he wanted to do. Mm -hmm. I was like, man, if he was actually paying attention to his date, they could talk about this and maybe get something going here. But of course he blew it. Yeah. He is totally ignoring her. And he asks, is it okay if Carol comes over and sits with them? Cause now she's alone and she's pregnant, Mm -hmm. which also kind of weird that Carol just sits there at dinner. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd probably get the stuff to go or something and leave. Yeah. Like everyone, (laughs) like Susan has to leave right then where she can't even stick around for the check and. Yeah. She's got to like immediately run out. Whatever. They had to, you know. Right. Fine. Orchestrate the scenario. (laughs) So Ross makes everyone at the other, the rest of the Benihana table scooch down. Yeah. Real dick move. I would not be happy. I'd be like, absolutely not. (laughs) Yeah. Then everyone's got to, like, pick up their plate and oh, their drinks. And you, and and you know if we were over. there, we'd be saying no. And then this pregnant woman would come over and they'd be like, oh, she's so pregnant. I'd be like, I don't care. Yeah. what's And thing? now I have to look like the asshole because I refuse to move for a pregnant woman. It's not, This isn't the subway. This isn't a subway seat. They're sitting at a dinner. Yeah. She's already got her own seat. That's yeah. bullshit. I would, I would not put up with that. Plus, do you know how confusing this is going to be? The only, It's not only food that you get from the hibachi grill. There's also other waiters who come and bring you stuff at these places. So now, you know, you've got your numbered seat. Now you yeah. have to explain, oh, everyone had to move over. Yeah, you got to move all your plates. You usually get, like, dipping sauces. Yeah. You got drinks. Yeah, they forget your, your check's going to come to the wrong person. Oh God, total so, nightmare. Yeah, it's terrible. I would not be happy. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't been to a hibachi place in a long time, so... No. I don't know how often that happens. <laughs> but, yeah, I can't imagine. They cut to Ross and Carol having, like, you know, in-depth talk, laughing together. Just like old times. Just like old times. And then Ross starts to make a plea to, you know, get back together. He's like, you're carrying my baby. Well, this after he right. notices that his date has left without him knowing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he says, uh, how long has she been in the bathroom? Yeah, she's like, uh, I don't think she's in the bathroom. Her coat is gone. <laughs> yeah, so now, I guess when, now when, you know, his sure thing is gone, he's like, all right, on to you, Carol. <laughs> yeah, he's just really grasping at whatever is near him. <laughs> so they, like, share a very impassioned kiss I thought a little too passionate for what Carol was about to say next, which is like, oh, I love you too, but, you know, this isn't going to work out. Yeah. I thought it would have had a... It was a fine level of passion. I was okay with it. I didn't think they crossed any lines. <laughs> I have to say, if this was a similar scenario, and you were in a gay relationship with your new partner, and you guys had some sur- surrogate, and you and I shared this impassioned kiss, as your gay partner, I would be upset. I'm sure yeah. that was all very confusing. I'm sure that Carol, that Susan would be upset too yeah, exactly. if she knew this happened. It's not about whether or not they would be upset. It's with whether the level of passion was appropriate. But if the partner is going to be upset, then the passion is not an appropriate level. <laughs> what level would have been okay? A peck. quick peck? Yes. 
that would have been so weird if they had this like intense emotional moment connecting like oh we were so good together and then they just a quick little that'd be so bizarre okay but every single time you have an intense emotional conversation you expect it to end with an emotional kiss no but if that moment was going to end in a kiss it couldn't just be like a quick little like (laughs) kissing your kid off to school or something like that's bizarre that'd be so weird i would say it's a little more than your kid off to school that's I know precisely because it's no, no, supposed no. to be. No, no, I'm saying that I accept a level that's a little more than kissing <laughs> right. your kid off to school. I don't know what. I need to watch you and like make sure that you're not having any passionate conversations with anyone. No, it, passionate conversations don't like necessarily lead to smooching. It's just in that moment, if it was going to result in a kiss, it couldn't. It couldn't just be like a quick little peck. That would be. That would be more, way more bizarre than what happened. So what was weird to me was the level of return that came from Susan because she like put her hand up and, you know, got the yeah, whole... She was still feeling it. What do you think they were? That was the whole And moment. that's what the problem is. <laughs> I don't know. Just, <laughs> I don't know who wronged you in the past. Really? <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea, Chris. No. Then Carol says, like, oh, don't worry. The right woman will come along eventually. And Ross is like, it's easy for you to say. You already found her. <laughs> and then, you know, I don't remember what happens, but a woman does walk by and Ross, like, takes a prolonged... Some statuesque model-looking yeah, person. Prolonged glance. And she says, oh, no, not her. Now, is that a lesbian joke or is that a, like, she's out of your league joke? No, I think like she would just be like, no, she's too. I you could take it a few different ways. Like, yeah. oh, like no, like she's too much of an upgrade. Like you can't. I don't want you to be with someone so, like, attractive or something. Um, or yeah, it could be like you know you're out of your mind. She would never look at you. But I thought I took it more as like a. She's like, no, not that. Like, I wouldn't, yeah. I'm, I don't really like that. <laughs> I took it as like she took one look at her and knew that she was a lesbian. Oh, man, you are getting weird, weird. <laughs> That's such a bizarre thing to assume. <laughs> well, because um, I feel like I see this joke in TV a lot, mostly with gay men, though, where, you know, they're like, oh, don't worry, you'll find the right guy. And then, like, an obviously gay guy walks by and they're like, uh, well, no, not him. And it's usually with someone Yeah, who... but there's usually some sort of overt, like, it's supposed to be clear to you, the watcher, that the person walking by is gay or lesbian. This one was in, like, a short little dress and, like, dressed... A lipstick lesbian! (laughs) Why would you assume that? That's such a bizarre leap to make about that moment. I'm going with that, Reed. No, that's that's insane. (laughs) I don't even know what... You make me question just how other people see reality and (laughs) makes me... I just don't even know what other people are thinking. It really stresses me out. I can't like, believe... Like what else? This... How are people seeing the world? What okay. else? Okay, with everything that's going on right now, this is the, what breaks you down? This is just... It's it's, it's in a like, microcosm? In the, in like a, yeah, like it's, you know, a part that represents a broader issue where just we watch the same thing and it's totally different takes <laughs> that I cannot understand. I sometimes try to do that with the news. Like, I sometimes try to pretend that I have completely opposite political new views that I do, than I do. And then I read the news and I try to see, like, how would someone who thinks completely differently than me, how would they read this? yelling about immigrants. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> People here are like, oh, no, I'm just, just role playing. <laughs> Don't mind me. So now we're in the C plot. 
Mm, which boyfriend bonfire bro- boyfriend bonfire i can't <laughs> boyfriend brownfire boyfriend you, you fucked up both of those <laughs> i can't say it boyfriend bonfire boyfriend bonfire yeah. i need to include this in my vocal exercises yeah. it's a moderate uh yeah for the mic check yeah boyfriend bonfire boyfriend bonfire yeah it's a good uh what it, labials <laughs> is that the uh is that what they call it like uh really like the vocal practicing things mm. is that's they call it in king of the hill when uh, Bobby's working with the ventriloquist, he's like, Chip and I are working on our labial. <laughs> Fluttering butterflies. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the boyfriend bonfire starts out because Phoebe is actually considering going on a Valentine's Day date with Raj, mm-hmm. which, lo- loyal listener, you will remember that Raj actually was the terrible one from the previous episode mm-hmm. that everyone hated. And they kept calling him Roger in this one. Like, they never called him Raj. Oh, okay. I mean, his name was Roger, but you know, yeah. they were they weren't being so uh, so familiar this time. <laughs> well, now that they've de- uh, deemed him a total creep, I guess he goes by Roger. Yeah, he doesn't get that familiarity. <laughs> so, instead, they decide to just boycott Valentine's Day altogether and go and burn all of this stuff. Phoebe's it, bald friend actually comes up with this. Well, a cleansing ceremony. Cleansing to cleanse ceremony. you of all of your the bad ex-boyfriends by you know, getting burning all their stuff yeah. that they've been given. So Phoebe introduces this by saying, oh, you know my bald friend? Uh, she, you know, recommends this as a way to open up, whatever, get new boyfriends. I don't exactly remember. And Rachel says, this is a woman who chooses to be bald. And Phoebe's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? Yeah. This is also the part where I don't know, but Phoebe mentions that she's magnetic. I don't know. We're like some kind of magnets. <laughs> I know I am. That's why I can't wear a digital watch. <laughs> and she just says it, like, not as a joke. And everyone's like, oh, okay. Yeah. I put, yeah, I think that's some kind of Phoebe, you know, dark powers, weirdness. I hope that eventually they start to do some background episodes so we know how did Phoebe get into the mix here. <laughs> Her origin story. Yeah, because everyone else makes sense, yeah. kind of. She is the wild card. Yeah. I guess Joey and Chandler, a little weird. I don't really know how they... Became friends. Chandler lives across the hall, I guess. Just a couple of guys. Yeah. Hanging out. Uh, So anyway, they go in and they start to put all the stuff in the fire that they need. uh, Into a garbage can. Into a garbage can in their apartment. (laughs) A little little garbage can, like a bathroom garbage can. Yeah. A little little mini hobo fire. Yeah. And they are looking for sage branches and sacramental wine. Phoebe's reading from some list. Mm -hmm. And Monica says... Uh, all I have is oregano and a fresca. <laughs> a very old looking fresca. Yeah. With very dated graphics. Yes. Which they say is fine. And this actually, Chris and I both looked at each other here because I love fresca. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever knows about fresca. It's my favorite soda. Everyone who knows me knows yeah, that I love I mean, It's actually the only soda that I drink. It's the best soda. It's yeah. a, it's a diet grapefruit soda, mm-hmm. um, but it's delicious. Refreshing, yeah. crisp, light, yeah. calorie free. Mix it with some tangeray. It is dangerous. <laughs> it's, it's very delicious. Yeah. It's the only soda that I drink. I occasionally have a few sips of orange soda, but it's nothing. It's not like... Yeah. No, it is... It's not the same. It's, it's the best soda. Mm-hmm. Something we can we can agree on. <laughs> Some part of reality that we can agree on. And it totally fits for sacramental wine as well. Mm-hmm. And then Phoebe says that they need the semen of a righteous man. <laughs> Which yeah. leads to one of the best jokes in the episode where Rachel says, well, Phoebes, if we had that, then we wouldn't be doing this ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I thought that was a good part. I like the way 
Phoebe Red uh, semen of a righteous man in a very like proper ceremonial mm-hmm. way. Now we need the semen of a righteous man. <laughs> Everyone's like, ah, not so fast, Phoebe. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. They're throwing all the stuff in. I think Phoebe puts in some boxer shorts or something, and uh, Monica adds a picture of a guy, and they're like. She's like, oh, here's Scotty Jared, naked. Yeah. And they're like, oh, he's wearing a sweater. And they're like, no, that's not a sweater. And she's like, no, he's not. And they're like, ew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The joke being, of course, that he's yeah. very Rob- Robin Williams level of hairiness. <laughs> of course, Rachel throws in the last of some liquor. Grappa. Grappa? Oh, grappa. Yeah. Yes. We have had grappa. Yeah, Paolo's. Yeah. Paolo, which I hope is the last reference to Paolo. I can't believe you. Yeah, Paolo. Still- Still not dead. Still causing problems. Because <laughs> as soon as Rachel pours in the grappa, which apparently is some high Proof. alcohol yeah, liquor, immediately erupts in flames. And they have to call the fire department. <laughs> <laughs> the firemen come in and they're like, oh, you know, we see exactly what happens here. They open up the fire and they start taking everything out, including the picture of Scotty Jared. Mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, this guy's furrier than the chief. <laughs> the chief, yeah. <laughs> Like, this isn't the first uh, boyfriend bonfire we've seen get out of control. (laughs) (laughs) And they're a group of pretty attractive guys. You know, Mm -hmm. firemen, they have a real stereotype for being hot. Sure. (laughs) In more ways than one, am I right? Wink. Is that a fire joke? Yeah. You know, hot fire and hot... Moving on. Sexual hot. Moving on. Yeah, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Before we go to the final joke with the firefighters, let's get back to Janice and... Oh, Jill. right. Yeah. Chandler. I forgot we left them yeah. unresolved. Mm-hmm. So now Joey is encouraging Chandler to break up with Janice. And he's like, how can I break up with this person on Valentine's Day? And Joey's like, I mean, you managed to do it on New Year's. What's the difference? Mm-hmm. And this is something that you should know about. Because haven't you broken up with people on pretty uh, sensitive days? Yeah, someone's birthday. Yeah. It was sort of like a mutual thing on the birthday. Yeah. yeah. You know. That was like when we realized it was uh, it was not going to continue. <laughs> it just happened to be a birthday party. <laughs> a birthday party, not even just their birthday. Birthday gathering. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it's all meaningless, arbitrary points in time. And just another point where you're more like Chandler than I am. I mean, no. <laughs> Great I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't agree with that. I didn't, I didn't repeatedly break up with this person on... Uh, important days. <laughs> That's it was true. one and done. Chandler is like, oh, like I don't know if I can do this. So Janice comes into the coffee shop. Joey's watching from afar, again, in a turtleneck, looking pretty bright, tasty. Bright red turtleneck. Yeah, looking real good. Janice comes in wearing a big it, red coat with a leopard print cuffs. accents. Yeah, cuffs. It's got like a leopard print collar as well as a, a little thing on the back that's leopard print as well. And... She's all excited about Janice and Chandler. She even somehow got candy hearts made up that said... In a day, yeah. In a day. Even in Manhattan, that's impressive. uh, That say Janice and Chandler forever. Mm -hmm. And when she shows him those, that's when he's like, it's over. Mm -hmm. Do they say like Jan and Chan? I don't know if it's... I I think you're right. It's Jan and Chan. Those hearts are pretty tiny. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So he says, all right, it's, you know, I can't do this. This isn't going to work out. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, that's fine. Because I know that you love me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically that, you know, you can't avoid me. You need, you can't live without me. Yeah. We're going to be, like, it might not work now, but, like, we're going to get 
Yeah. We're going to be together in the long run. <laughs> she says, you want me, you need me, you can't live without me. Mm-hmm. Or, you want me? Nope. <laughs> you want me? Nope. Sorry. She's like, I, uh, she's like uh, you call, or I call, my name calls out to you like a foghorn. <laughs> Janice. Janice. Which I liked. Yeah, that was really funny. It's a good way to use her nasally voice to its greatest <laughs> yeah. power. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, yeah, so, you know, forget about it. Like, don't worry about this. Uh, she leaves. Mm-hmm. And as she's leaving, Chandler says, call me. <laughs> yeah. And then he looks at Joey and Joey gives him the okay. He's yeah. like, nice job. Yeah, you did a great job. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. I like that. Yeah. It was, it was well, well played. <laughs> of course, that's still open. Who knows when we'll see yeah. Janice again. I mean, it's like uh, Liz Lemon and, and Dennis Duffy in 30 Rock. That's true. You'll be back, Liz Lemon. <laughs> You'll be back. Yeah, it's like a toxic thing that keeps yeah. happening over and over. Yeah. I wonder if they stole that idea from Friends. Possibly. Yeah. At the very end, like the last joke that they do is all the firefighters are leaving the apartment, the girl's apartment. Yeah. They're just like hanging out on the job. Yeah, like, I like guess so. Nothing else to do. I mean, do. at least they have a few more boyfriend fires. They said that was like their yeah, third busiest that day. day and yeah. they're just hanging out there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm sure you get a call, you're hanging out in someone's apartment. You're like, probably not the best way to be dispatched. <laughs> I guess theoretically you could just cover it and be like, fire was worse than we expected. It's not about that. It's about the fact that they're, you know, endangering the next person that calls oh, right, by right, right, right. not being prepared for another call. I thought you were just talking about, you know, what are they going to say to their boss? <laughs> no. Well, then it turns out they're, you know, a group of scumbags who are all married. And one yeah. of them, at least one of them, has another mistress on the side already. Yeah. So the girls are all like, oh, my God, such nice guys. I think they get their numbers or something. Mm-hmm. And they're all excited about it. And as they walk away, the firemen, one of them is like, oh, you guys didn't tell them that you were married, right? And another one goes, no, I don't even tell my girlfriend I'm married. Why would I tell them? Yeah. Classic. Uh... Scumbag firefighter. Yeah. Everyone knows that sc- that cops are scumbags, but firefighters are just as big of scumbags as cops. Yeah. They just don't get guns. I mean, they, they kill people less, but you know. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but they're still the same racist Staten <laughs> Island stereotypes. Yes. So, for our Staten Island listeners... We're talking about you. <laughs> Real people from Staten Island, they know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just whether or not they get angry about it when you point it out. Yeah. When you tell them the truth. <laughs> the only other thing I had was that Rachel was also wearing a semi-scandalous shirt. Did you see it was like a, a nude character with some side boob? No. On the shirt? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. I didn't notice what was on it. All right. I think it's time for Friends Trivia. I'm ready. It's time for Friends Trivia. Four in a row, baby. I'm All gonna, right. Gonna jinx it. Yeah. So, you know that I hate when you win. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Mostly because I do it so often. So, I'm giving you a two-parter. Okay. If I ex- You have to get both right in order to consider this a Friends Trivia win. Okay. But I am giving you a bonus question as well, which you can use to replace one of your losses. So I have to get two out of three? Yes. <laughs> that is another way to put it. <laughs> Bizarre. Now you're going to get two questions. If you don't get both of them right, there's another bonus one, which you can use in place of one of the ones you got wrong before. And if you get two out of three. Okay, fine. <laughs> Two out of three. Be a terrible game show host. <laughs> be, be half instructions. <laughs> and we're out of time. 
we will get to play next time. All right. Ross has a date with a neighbor. What is her name? Oh, God. Is that why you didn't want to say it yeah, before? Of uh, fuck. Um, Lauren. Ooh. You were right earlier when you were K? saying a K name. What is it? Kristen. Ugh, I was thinking like Caitlin or something. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't have got it right even if I stuck with the Ks. Yeah. All right. So pressure's on. We've got to get these last two. Okay. Monica and Rachel and Joey and Chandler's apartments change numbers. This is the first episode where the numbers are the new numbers. The original numbers are four and five. What are the new numbers? Seven and eight. Nope. What are they? 19 and 20. <laughs> the fuck knows this? And here's the bonus question. Why did they switch them? Uh, why did they switch them? Is it part of the show's, like, the some Friends canon, or is it just a production problem? It's um, a more, I'll give you a hint, because, you know, you've already lost, so mm-hmm. just for you to... Maybe get one? Save face. Yeah. yeah. It's more of a production kind of thing. It doesn't have to do with canon. Um, uh, from, from four and five to 19 and 20, Mm -hmm. um, uh, man, I don't know. Cause they, those numbers were too low and they're on, obviously not on the first floor. That's correct. (laughs) (laughs) So they said that New York apartments, it wouldn't really make sense for them to be four and five because those would be too low. Not a building that big. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, our building yeah. is only six units. So. Well, we are two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or two are. <laughs> yeah, but so the third floor is three, so yeah. But yeah, like, even if they were numbered like sequentially, mm-hmm. we would be three or four. Yeah. On the second floor. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, but yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I'm glad they uh, they thought about that like logistical thing, but not so many others or whatever. <laughs> I'm sure that there was one person in there who was like, this doesn't make any sense for a New York apartment. So you found my weakness, hyper-specific questions. I always heard the name we one. We just watched this episode. Yeah, the name one, um, I should have got. What was the second question? Uh, what are the new numbers? Oh, yeah, that is insane. Um, but that's why I gave you the bonus one. Yeah. So I figured, I was thinking that you would get the name one because we just watched that episode. I've already forgot. Well, uh, Kristen. Kristen. <laughs> And then the second part, I was thinking, if you knew that it was 19 and 20, you would be able to get the answer correct, which you did. Mm-hmm. So, really. One out of three ain't bad. Yeah, well, it's not great. And, like, a, for batting average in baseball, it's pretty good. Yeah, but on a quiz, it's failing. <laughs> <laughs> a quiz? You give a quiz that's three questions and you're grading people. You're a real Don't you, at teacher. law school, didn't you have, like, one question No. finals? No, you always got. But it would be... It would not be one question. It might be a couple. But they'd be they would have like sub questions, and you would get like tons of partial credit. It wouldn't mm. be like one question, one point, all or nothing. <laughs> you either get a zero, or you fail. You either get a school. fail. You either get an F or an A, and that's it. <laughs> no, they're not that cutthroat. Okay, that would be insane. I stand by my evaluation that if a teacher gives you a three question quiz and is giving you letter grades on it, it's a real dick move. Mm. All right, let's wrap this up. Yeah, <laughs> thanks for listening. I would like to shout out to my parents who are now listening to this podcast, and I would like to assure our dear listener that we will not be censoring ourselves at all. I will still give you all the same dick jokes that you love. Chris will still reference foot jobs. You know, it's still going to be the same. 
Yeah, we're adults. I don't care what they think about my language. (laughs) (laughs) You can't control me. (laughs) So catch us every week, every Thursday at 12 Eastern. And follow us on Instagram, just.friends.podcast, which I know now what it is. (laughs) At least someone knows what the account is. (laughs) Friends!